so one thing I okay so uh okay one thing I noticed on the last episode when I was editing it and this is going to sound really sad and pathetic and shitty and fake but um another thing is um if people are like being silly or something make sure that there's like some chuckles in there because they're like a lo- even even if you have to fa- even if you have to fake it like don't like guffaw like ha, 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 great one but like um i noticed on the last one people would try to say something funny and it would just be like golf clap yeah exactly. like, it would just be like complete silence so don't fake it don't be ridiculous or whatever but i just want to throw that out there that like have fun <laughs> so yeah um yeah so uh i've made a mess uh i papers not like a like a poop mess not like i peed myself <laughs> just okay. casually mention that oh yeah. i made a mess <laughs> i need to change i feel like that's a good opening line for the podcast i've made a mess not, yeah. i didn't poop myself It's Figio, and welcome to Goat Games, where we only play the best games. Today we're talking about the cult classic Earthbound. Is it great? Does it deserve to be a cult classic? Or is it overrated? What makes it great or not great? We're going to figure it out. I'm joined today by Rob. Hi, everyone. Uh, Rob, Super Captain Rob on Twitch. Uh, I, a variety streamer there. And yeah. Excellent. Welcome in, Rob. And I'm joined by Steve. Hello, it's your boy, <laughs> Steve for cheese. Uh, I stream on Twitch. That's twitch.tv slash Steve for cheese. Uh, this episode will be better because I was not on the last one and I'm on this one. So there you go. That's true. <laughs> Everyone, the, the, the reviews are in yes, just yes. millions of reviews exactly. of where is cheese. Exactly. This episode exactly. is not cheesy enough. Yes. Yes, no, we got it. We're, I can feel it. We have a banger. I can feel the banger juices inside me. Um, the energy the energy in the Zoom call is palpable. Oh, yeah. Oh, um, yeah. So, yeah, like I said up front, we are talking about Earthbound, a game beloved by, well, fans of Earthbound. Um, <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> the by all three of them. <laughs> but, yes, by a certain select. There's literally dozens of us. No, yeah. By fans of uh, um, the series. Um, it started off maybe a little bit. It had a pretty uh, lukewarm reception when it was released initially, but has gained a huge following. Um, and I'm going to let our, um, our co-host Rob Give us a little rundown of the vital stats and why he thinks Earthbound may or may not be a goat. Sure. Rob, take it away. Okay. So, yeah. Earthbound released in August of 1994 in Japan and got a release in June of 1995 in North America. It was developed by Ape and HAL Laboratory. You might be familiar with them because they make the Kirby games. It was written by Shikisato Itoi, who also directed it. I did a little bit of research onto Itoi, and kind of interestingly, the Mother series, uh, Earthbound is the second in the Mother series, is kind of the only notable thing I've been able to find his name on. He helped them make a couple of Monopoly games, and then he was also the voice actor, apparently, for the dad and My Neighbor Totoro. So... Huh. Interesting facts about him. I don't even know what that is. Uh, I, it sounds like an anime. Hayao Miyazaki movie. 
If you're from, oh, yeah. mm-hmm. oh, a good anime. It's a Studio Ghibli movie, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> One of their well-known ones. <laughs> um, but yeah, so Earthbound actually did perform very well in Japan. It just sold very poorly in the U.S. So it sold 518,000 units in Japan, making it the 10th best-selling game in 1994. But its sales in the U.S. totaled under over <laughs> totaled only about 140,000. Um, many consider its U.S. sales to have been hurt by an ill-advised marketing campaign. Um, the kind of notable piece of this marketing campaign was a advertisement in Nintendo Power, which featured scratch and sniff components and the tagline, this game stinks. Um, it also released bundled 100% of the time with a strategy guide, which many also consider to be one reason it might have had a hard time critically or had a hard time in terms of sales because it was more expensive since you had to buy the strategy guide with it. And some people also just think it could have been too weird for North American audiences. So over time, it has been looked on much more favorably by history and has become a cult classic. Uh, in part, this is due to the inclusion of Ness as a character since the inception of the Super Smash series, and partially it's due to the role that it had in inspiring later games such as Undertale. But yeah, do we want to do a little little elevator pitch to kind of describe what the game is about? Yes, please yes. do. Okay. Go for it, Rob. In you Earth- have the floor. You tell me to shut up. You tell me to stop talking. <laughs> In Earthbound, you play as Ness, a child with psychic abilities who is told by an alien space bee from the future that he is the chosen one who must save the world from the ultimate eagle evil of Gigas. To do so, you must journey to eight special sanctuary locations to gather their power that you may use it to fight Gigas. As you play, you gather a team of unique characters with a variety of abilities who help you on your journey and in your battles. You'll fight snakes, haunted trash cans, dinosaurs, and hieroglyphic entities, just to name a few. And you'll venture through cities, alien fortresses, manifestations of your own interior mind, and also just, like, a lot of caves. Like, a lot of them. Mini caves. Yep. On your journey, you will disband a cult that paints the world blue, free a jazz jazz quintet from a bad contract more than once, you'll help a village of tiny green creatures overcome crippling shyness, and you'll obtain enlightenment by giving up the parts of your body piece by piece atop a mountain peak. It's a unique experience, and while some of my favorite games have drawn clear inspiration from it, and in my opinion improved on many parts of it, there are also things about it which are unique and cannot be found anywhere else. Well, the Earthbound is memorable, charming, genuinely funny, cosmically haunting, and has moments where it expresses thoughts that are so beautiful that I just can't stop thinking about them. I, they've been on my mind constantly. I'd buy it. <laughs> I'd buy that it. was fantastic. Thank you, Rob. Wow. Happy to. Super salesman, yeah. Rob. For real, yes. <laughs> yeah. I feel like I'm being manipulated emotionally. <laughs> I feel like... No, that was great. Thank you. Thank you. Thank For you. Sure. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Well, I mean, well, now I'm going to feel bad if I have any criticisms. Of it. <laughs> no, you're good. <laughs> I, I have, I have plenty of criticisms of this game, um, yeah. but I still very much loved it. So this game is the only thing that got me through my divorce. <laughs> well, I thought, I thought that the gameplay was a little. <laughs> 
No, that was fantastic. That was beautiful. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Um, okay. Well, yeah, let's, um, to that end, let's go ahead and talk about our experience with the game. Um, we'll start with Mr. Steven for cheesing. Um, and, uh, yeah. So Steve, ha- had you ever heard, I know well, you recently played it yeah. and have you ever heard of it prior? Or I, was mean, it like I feel a- like I'm like everybody where, you know, the first time they heard of Ness was in smash bros. Uh, he was in the N64 one. I played that, but I never unlocked him. Uh, so I didn't really know of Ness and Earthbound until, you know, I was also like eight when that game came out. So I really didn't know about mm-hmm. them until Melee. Um, that was kind of when I first was introduced to the Earthbound world. And I still didn't even really know what it was because I was still young at the time. And, you know, I figured it was, you know, figured out it was some Super Nintendo game that came out years ago. Um, so it's always been like in the back of my mind of like, oh, you know, I, I heard this game's good. I want to try it. I've never played it. Uh, you know, and Smash Bros is just built on top of that, too, with like Lucas and stuff. And it's just like, oh, well, now I need to know who Lucas is and, you know, all of that stuff. Um, so, uh, like, I don't know. It was I think it was just this past winter. I was just like, you know what? I'm doing it. I'm taking the plunge. And I used to stream a lot. And I used to do pretty decently on streaming. Um, Yeah. One of the greats. Yeah. At one point, I kind of just was like, you know what? I'm putting too much into this, and I'm just exhausted. So I kind of stopped. Um, But my last, like, off off my last Twitch check, (laughs) I bought a uh, a legitimate copy of Earthbound because I really wanted to, like, dive into it or whatever. And that is not a cheap game. And I, I... yeah. I regret it, but I don't regret it at the same time because I'm a pretty big like video game collector. Uh, so that was always like one I wanted to have in my on my shelf. Uh, so I have it and I played it on the Super Nintendo, uh, and oh, nice. I loved it. But you know, I also was like, you know, I, I feel like I got to do the whole series. And I heard Mother One wasn't like great, but like I I I, I found like because um, that's a, that's another game that didn't come out in Japan or in the U.S. It was only mm-hmm. in Japan. Um, mm-hmm. So there was like a like a reproduction card of it on the Game Boy Advance that I bought for like 20 bucks. Mm-hmm. And I was like, well, I'll try it. And if it sucks, I'll just go on to Earthbound. And I played it and I actually kind of liked it, which is weird, I guess. I don't know. It's super old, but I don't know. There was something about it that was like, I don't know. I vibe with this game. You know, I obviously used the strategy guide the whole time because I have no idea what I'm yeah. doing. Uh, it's right. super old like that you know it's like oh go to this random flower and hit x and you know it's like, oh, yeah well, how, how the hell was i supposed to know that yeah like original zelda shit yeah, like did yeah. you tap this rock four times yeah, exactly. idiot. but yeah. i don't know it's it's actually like one of my favorite nes games um wow yeah i don't know it's i i feel like i'm in a minority with that but i really liked it uh so then i played earthbound i was excited for that uh and i thought it was way better and i do like it a lot i do like it a lot um this was just this past winter I played it. I beat it. I beat the whole game. Uh, and then I went on to Mother 3 after that. But um, that's kind of my whole experience with the Earthbound Mother franchise. Fantastic. Wow. I, I didn't realize. I mean, yeah, I, I I didn't know you've like looked at the original one so favorably. Like, yeah, because it's uh, everything I've No, it's heard. not. Like, okay. It's one of my favorite NES no. games. It's no, like, you said it. You can't take it back. No, I it's didn't say it. I did. I'm not taking it back. So hold out. Hold your horses there, buddy. <laughs> but no, it. you know, it's like it's on the NES. It's like, okay. How many good right. NES games are there? That's right. Fair. You know, yeah. like, you got Mar- 
you have Mario. Yeah, in terms of like, oh, like story and plot and like, I don't know. That was like one of like the, like, oh, yeah. damn, this is kind of a little, it was a little in depth for being an NES game at the time, I thought. But you're telling me you yeah. think that the plot of this is better than the plot of Duck Hunt? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, man. Duck Hunt's pretty cool. <laughs> but yeah, I, uh, you know, like I said, I, I got like the game. Really I appreciate the a, uh, a production. Oh wow! Guide here shit. too. This is a reproduction because the guide online is like, I'm sure, two hundred bucks. Yeah, yeah. This was like thirty off of Etsy or something like that. So, uh, I, I got that too, um, and I got a little, little custom oh my made, gosh. little custom made case. This was five dollars. Oh, beautiful. Yeah. Now, now we all know my financial spending. <laughs> <laughs> the whole world knows now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and uh, what's the routing number you use to get yeah, that? Yeah, really and you want my social security number while <laughs> yeah, you're at it, too? Exactly. Yes, please. Yes, please, please, please. Um, so, pod, so listeners, baby listeners, um, they, he just held up a beautiful box of Earthbound and a beautiful guide of Earthbound. Uh, um, all reproduction, custom. Because if you buy the actual thing, it's like, if you buy like Earthbound in case, right? yeah, it's like one to two grand. Like, if you it's buy incredible. the game complete in case, it's crazy. Freaking yeah. nuts. Yeah. yeah. Um. Yeah, I've never. I, I. I. I wouldn't pay that much to like. You know, buy myself a new kidney. That's ridiculous. Yeah, yeah I know. Um. Which is the same. I think roughly the same price. I think kidneys go for about a grand. <laughs> that sounds right. That feels right. <laughs> um. Okay. Um. Well. Uh. Yeah. So, Rob, how how what experience have you had with this game prior to this episode? Yeah. So I actually tried to play this game when I was in junior high. Um, I think I had been introduced to the character through Smash the same way and was interested in him. And uh, a friend of mine had shown me how to install emulators on my computer. And I thought it would be cool to check out the series. I played, I would say, about a third of the way through the first Earthbound and made it up to a boss that you all probably ran into as well, uh, Master Belch. And yes. did not pick up on the many, many hints about how to beat him <laughs> and and uh, got stuck there and gave up and did not come back to it and always kind of regretted it because I remember prior to that thinking that it was a really cool game and that it was charming and funny and I liked it. And so coming back to it now i was really really excited to get to play it um unlike steve i did not play on original hardware i played the what release sake it's true it's true <laughs> Pathetic. Um, Pathetic. I, I, I don't know why i'm associating with yeah these, I, with these, I can't yeah. believe now low class <laughs> I played at least biggie the... played the real thing right <laughs> No, yeah, totally. Yeah, yeah. 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 I, 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 I built an S. I built an SNES with my bare hands. Oh, please. Oh, oh, please. That's a vintage way to do it. <laughs> I know that you played it on your Switch like I did. Do not I did, yeah. tell me otherwise. I saved, I saved scum to my way. I did too, yeah. very much. I would. I liked this game a lot. I would not have been able to beat it without abusing the save states of the Switch. Because um, mm-hmm. it's, it's a challenging game, um, but. Yeah, I loved it a lot playing it this time around. It was an awesome experience to get to stream to. The community around the game is really great. I had a lot of really awesome people in my chat who helped me with some of the more obtuse parts of the games that I would not have figured out on my own, including that same Master Belch fight, which I again yeah. managed to miss mm-hmm. all of the various obvious hints <laughs> on until they yelled at me. Um, 
We meet again, Mr. Belts. We really did. Um, but we beat him this time hey. and pushed all the way through. And I beat Gigas, and I feel very good about it. Um, Fantastic. Well done. You're better than I am. <laughs> um, so I'll talk about my experience uh, with the game. Um, so I uh, also first heard of it through Smash and um, was not intrigued by Ness. I, was, I, I remember being annoyed and disappointed because I was playing Sma- the original Smash, um, and, you know, it's... It's pretty onerous to like unlock all those characters or whatever. And I got Jigglypuff, and I believe Luigi was unlockable. Yeah, those were the only two I unlocked at the time. (laughs) Yeah, and so, and then like I was like, oh great, yeah, I love Pokemon. Luigi's okay, he's fine. And then like, um, there's a fourth one who I can't remember. Captain Falcon. Captain Falcon. Captain Falcon. Captain Falcon, who I did not know, but it's like clearly this man is uh, is quality. Like with his Falcon punches (laughs) and stuff. And then I was like, okay, there's one more. And then I was like, who the fuck is this eight-year-old like i i I was i remember personally being like disappointed sorry earthbound fans but i mean that's just because i had no context um later in life i um kept hearing about uh you know just this game has a really really uh a fan base that really really loves it and devotes a lot of time and i just kept hearing about how great it was and i picked it up in my in first college uh when i was uh yeah and um couldn't get into it i um like i tried i the 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 fighting style like i the i don't usually care about graphics but like i was like really thrown off by like how like there's no like um like background to fight in during like the fighting cutscene stupid mm-hmm. shit like i'm not I, I was a fool uh that's a dumb reason to not like something um but i just couldn't get into it i tried um i got like maybe through like the first town um on it or own it on it on it that's what i'm going with uh and then um yeah but then i played undertale which was uh you know, I, I mean, I'm not going to turn this into an Undertale episode, but I played Undertale at like a pretty low point in my life, and I was like, it's it, a game. That game influenced, like, affected me probably too much, and um, I had heard that like, oh, the, it's like based very heavily on Earthbound, and so um, yeah, and then I played, and so I've always had like an interest in giving it another shot, and finally I've had an excuse to, um, uh, due to me being a uh, generally shitty person, I did not finish the game for but this episode. But I've enjoyed my playthrough so far. I'm like uh, probably about two thirds halfway through. I'm I'm guessing. Um, but how many songs do you have? How many songs do I have? Whatever you want to call it. Yeah, the sanctuary spots. Yeah. Uh, three. I think three. Okay. Yeah. yeah. What was the last thing in the game oh, you no. did? Okay, don't don't put me on blast. I'm just here. curious. I'm just curious. I don't put me on blast. <laughs> okay, I'm past Belch. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh. And, okay. <laughs> oh shit! Is that like still the beginning? Yeah, you're okay. like the first half. <laughs> Great. Okay. Well, I tried. Okay, I tried my best. I've my day job is. I'm not gonna make excuses. You're I'm like just third. Great. Awesome. <laughs> <Fuck>. Okay. <laughs> That's not terrible. So I'll be deferring to y'all as far as the plot goes. <laughs> um. But yeah, but I've enjoyed it so far. I have not been able to have enough time to play it as often, as much as I'd like. It's way longer than I thought. Um, I thought I was under the impression that this was like a like a fun romp. Like I was like, oh well, I'll be in and out in like eight ten hours, and like 
Uh, yeah, the average time to beat it, I think, was like 30 or 40. If I can, like, That's how a legit long? game. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I, like I know a, Undertale, like a, you can run through in like eight hours, but... Yeah, I, I think I... Uh, Definitely based, longer than that. Exactly. I think I based so much of my what I was expecting on Undertale, which was not entirely... Yeah, uh, the average time to beat it is 28 hours for the main story, according to howtobeat.com. Um, which, honestly, like... I've been blown away at how much Undertale is not only like inspired by, but like just straight up lifts things from the game. It really um, does. <laughs> it really does. I yeah. love Undertale still. It's yeah. one of my favorite games. But yeah, there's a lot of moments playing this where it's like, oh, I see where you got that Undertale. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Like I, I, I straight up whole phrases lifted up. I mean, there would they would be I guess references and winks, but like. Mm-hmm. Um, Every time I saw, like, and nobody came, I'm like, oh, hey, <laughs> hello, Toby Fox. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, now, he, didn't so yeah. Toby, he, he started making Earthbound hacks. Correct. Yeah, originally, he, he, right? made a, he made mm-hmm. a Halloween hack yeah. um, and then uh, ran with it and created Undertale. Okay. Um, so, yeah, so that's my experience. Probably not enough experience to put a whole episode out on it, but, I mean, I've got you now, listener. <laughs> you, you're stuck. So. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, that's why I surround myself with more qualified people in everything that I do. So, um, so yeah. Um, how did y'all feel? So I, I think we. So I guess we all kind of played it as adults mm-hmm. um, from various levels of recency to literally pulling an all nighter and beating it last night to yep. like playing it like you know more recently to yeah being in the middle of it right now. So, what are your general thoughts on it? Like what stuck what's stuck out to y'all? What has been good? What's been bad? What's been what's made you cry? What's made you rage? I, I like it a lot. Um, it's definitely not a perfect game. It 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 does it does this weird thing where it's like it aged well and horribly at the same time. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's a good way. You know? I agree. Yeah, that's like, a good way. Of it's at weird because it. it's like I don't know. You play it and like I know you were kind of shitting on the graphics. I, I mean. As a, no, no, as no, a, no as you a, said it. You said as it. As a foolish It's got that cute, like, 16-bit uh, art style, and I, I don't mind that. Um, there are, you know, like, like for one thing, the inventory management in that game. It's, yeah, like, it's holy awful. Small. Like, there'll be times where it's just like, I want to go buy something in a store, and it's like... I have to spend like a good 25 minutes between calling whoever needs to like, I need to call to like pick something up and then drop something off and then sell it and then go back to the bank and get money out and stuff like that. There's yeah. a lot of that, especially later in the game. Yeah. yeah. Um, and it, it gets a, a bit much, but you know, at the same time, you know, like I said, it, it looks great. It plays great. I think, um, and I think the story's fine for what it was. Um, so it, it does this weird thing where, it, you know, like I said, it aged poorly, but great at the same time. And I don't know. You can yeah, definitely no, tell it's an old game. Yeah, I, mm-hmm. I think that's a really good take because it seems kind of like caught between these like some things that are like way ahead of its time. Um, uh, you, you know, you mentioned the inventory being like super crappy and it is. Um, and then like, but then like also some quality of life things that are just like, oh, this is great. Why don't more games do this now? Yeah. Um, like I, one thing that pops to mind specifically is how you can, um, how if you get above a certain level, you just automatically like win a fight, um, which yeah. for that's mm-hmm. so good. Mm-hmm. I, I'm, sh- I'm, I don't know if other games have implemented that and I've just There's missed them. There's a couple them. that do, but it's not most of them. 
yeah, I don't know if Earthbound was the first or um or not. I have never encountered that. Um, so smart, and I actually read read online that that was the the yeah. creator didn't want to put that in, and I think Nintendo like came in and I don't quote me on that, but I believe that that was actually like added on later. Um, but yeah, but then other aspects have not aged as well. Um, it you know like the the inventory system isn't great. Um, one thing I like too is the um like the scrolling HP. It's a really cool oh, feature. It's yeah. a feature yeah. that's also like hampered by some other parts of the game. Yeah. So, for example, the game, when you start, you pick the text speed that you're going to use. And if you yeah. pick the fast text speed, then the text goes by so fast in battle you're that fucked. you can't read it. <laughs> yeah. But if you pick the slow text speed like I did, then what happens is you get... So, what Steve was talking about, to, I guess, explain to viewers who don't know, or listeners who don't know, is that when you take a hit, your HP does not immediately drop down like it would in another game. There's yep. this rolling meter, so you take 100 damage, and your HP starts slowly going down from 200 to 100. And if you take a mortal amount of damage, but manage to heal before you hit that mortal amount, you can stop yourself from dying, or your teammates. And the what I ran into again and again and again was that because I had the slow tech speed on, <laughs> even though I would start that process and be just like, please go faster. I'm begging you. But you'd have to wait through like multiple teammates turns and the enemy would use an attack that took like four lines of dialogue. Oh, no. And you just have to sit there and watch and desperation. Now, now you do know died. you can change your tech speed. I, I do. Mid yeah, um, okay. <laughs> so this is, this is a place where like, I think that the switch, version because i had the save states i leaned on that a lot and in okay. order to change yeah. the, the speed of the text you have to actually go back to the main menu of the game which means you have to save the real way oh um, okay. oh yeah like and a be plebe. because <laughs> i was leaning so heavily on God the save states yeah. your boy played the whole game like that <laughs> i mean here's the you did and i think that's really impressive because you had to talk to your in-game dad so many times and oh I yeah in-game dad that. yeah yeah yep yeah yeah, uh, yeah. I, I, you know, I didn't even pick up that that's what was happening. I was like, oh, I'm taking mm -hmm. mortal damage, but I'm not dead. I, I didn't even pick up the fact that it was scrolling down. Yeah, that's so. That's so interesting. Yeah, that's, that's something that's not in other games. Like yeah. I, I know, you know yeah. that I noticed or whatever. Um, no, you it's know, not. Like, I, okay. I, I just played Final Fantasy VII, and like mm. I played that after Earthbound, mm -hmm. and right. it's like you know, it's similar RPG or whatever, and it like. That 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 feature went away from me, and I'm just kind of like, oh, because <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> you know, it was nice. It was nice. No free lunches here, yeah, baby. Right? When you die, like, you die. die. You're dead. It's like, okay, <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. So I'm going to speaking now that we're kind of mm -hmm. talking about the battle and the mechanics. There were aspects about the. So I feel like there were some great things in the overworld, like I mentioned, like avoiding battles and mm -hmm. stuff that have aged really well. I feel like the I don't know, like. So I'll say up front, like this game, I enjoyed it. Um, I it hasn't so far, at least. Again, I don't want to speak to. I mean, I've played it for like what? It's gotta have been like ten, fifteen hours or so by now, and mm -hmm. it has not really grabbed me in such a way that I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm in love. Um, and a big reason for that, and I, I like turn-based RPGs. Um, I grew up on them, love them. Um, particularly the Final Fantasy series, as you know, most people have, but um. I don't love the, uh, I just feel like the, I feel like the combat is like a little, again, where I am, maybe it gets a little, maybe it gets different as it goes on, is a little shallow. Um, it's, 
like it's not so I'm, I'm thinking about other games in this era so final mm-hmm. fantasy 6 came out i think the same year and a lot of people regard final fantasy 6 as being like one of the best extremely extremely good and then pokemon comes out i think a year or two later um i think it's 96 like the first pokemon game drops and like well final fantasy had kind of like gotten into this like groove of like you know this like super mostly in-depth mechanics where you can kind of like you know min max to your heart's desires um and then pokemon found this like really really lovely elegant simplicity where it's like you don't necessarily you you can get i mean people get super competitive with pokemon but you know if you're a kid and you're just like fire beats grass you're good like um and i feel like this game kind of landed in like an awkward middle ground to where um I, I think and i think it's partly due to a large chunk of it at least again in the beginning you're kind of like one character so mm-hmm. you're kind of forced into like a a loop to where you're basically only ever attacking and then your attack options um they expand like i love the um uh what's his name i, I named all my characters so their original names i forget is it jeff the, jeff, the techie yeah. guy mm-hmm. I, li- I liked his mechanics the most so far from they're what I really played, cool just because, yeah yeah like his like he wakes up and he invents things and he can and he uses items really great touch but um up until then like when, when you have uh ness and paula um I, I i named them one of them after a viewer of mine and the others are and the others are named after sex in the city characters so i'm trying to <laughs> i have to like not i have to think about the real names um you're kind of just in this loop of like always hitting either the attack button or like your psychic mm-hmm. offense and there's i i this, this, it might be getting down to the nitty-gritty of the amount of damage enemies do versus like receive versus um you know, to where it's like you're not really, you don't really have enough room to experiment. I always feel mm-hmm. like if I'm not attacking, I'm like wasting a turn, kind of. Yeah. Um, it definitely so, gets, I think, more interesting as you go on. But I, you're also not wrong. Like, I, I really like. I love so much about this game, but I do feel like the gameplay is kind of where most of my criticisms of it come in. Yeah. And I think like the battles are a big part of that. First off, the there's a a huge lack of visual feedback in the battles Mm. and that you know like it's just hard to get engaged in that and that was not uncommon for games of that era um there's a couple moves that have like visual things that go with them so like some of the psychic attacks will have some kind of cool visual stuff that goes on but none of it really feels that impactful you know, enemies are just like floating in a weird psychedelic void. Um, I do like those backgrounds. Let the they record are show. Cool backgrounds. <laughs> but, but yeah, it's it it can get very dull, and especially like because even though you can technically dodge battles, a lot of the hallways are so narrow that you can't realistically dodge battles. So you have to yeah. do, you have to either take a lot of unnecessary battles that you don't really need in terms of like leveling, or you have to do what my viewers taught me to do, which is that if you go off of screen, enemies can despawn. Yeah. Essentially so, a refresh. Yeah. yeah. So I would just be like slowly back and forthing up of hallways. Cause I didn't want to f- do another mm-hmm. fight. Yeah. Um, because the combat was kind of a slog to get through. Um, There are times when it is really cool and really satisfying and you're able to like do something strategic, but a lot of the times it isn't very engaging. Yeah, I I agree. I think the, I think you touched on a good point, which is the visuals, which I think is where a game like, I don't know. Like I, I feel like this may not be a fair comparison. Just like I'm going back to Pokemon, which Mm -hmm. came out very shortly after, 
I, I think Pokemon gets such a pass on a lot of its simplicity because like you're because like the visuals get you there and yeah. then you have the visuals of the attacks because tackle is literally just like the tackle attack is literally just like uh. but yeah. like you know you like, can just, like, see the pokemon on screen you can see and the pokemon they're cool exactly. or cute or fun to look at exactly and i think that is the secret sauce of, mm-hmm. of building a, a battle system that's more simple but still engaging um that being said um outside of the battle system i did so i Oh, Steve, hold on. Did you have any thoughts um, about... Uh, no, I, I agree with or... what you were saying. Where, you know, there's not really much room to um, experiment with, like, stuff. Um, yeah. I, I, I kind of agree with, like, the whole strategy of, uh, you know, there's not much room to, like, strategize. and You know, because there's a lot of, like, moves where you can do, like, offense mm-hmm. up, defense down, you know, like, all that stuff like that. Um I, I will say in Mother 3, I don't know if this is just the way I played it, um, mm-hmm. but in Mother 3, I was using, like, offense up and defense down, like, oh. almost every boss battle. Um, yeah. Because it was super beneficial. So I don't know if that's just something they they fixed later on or if that was just the way I played it. Um, I just played it differently. Um, but I kind of, I, I definitely do agree with, like, yeah, you know, I there's mean- not much... It could be, too, because you don't have a lot of insight into what the stats actually are during a battle. Yes, that was another so, like, yeah. using defense up or offense up, it's hard to gauge how much of a difference that actually makes for you when you can't actually see what your own stats are. You can't see how much HP the enemy has, get an idea for, like, yeah. what percentage of their health you're doing when you hit. So, like, the battles leave you with so little information that investing in the a turn in the use of a defense up it's hard to know if it's actually worth it yeah yeah Yeah, no totally and um that's a good point with like the health not on the screen mm -hmm. either yeah like i forgot it's not on the screen (laughs) i just remember that and some games get away with it like Mm -hmm. a lot of final fantasy games don't have health bars um but you can like again I i think it comes down to like I think it's like a the, the percent. I think it comes down. I'm not a game designer, so I, I might be. I'm talking out of my ass here, but I think it comes down to how much health the enemies can take off. Because like with the Final Fantasy, you can't see the health bar, but I feel fine trying a new move. I feel fine like what does this do and like experimenting. Yeah. Um, another fix would be, uh, or another thing is they could, and this is a product of a lot of older games, um, a lot of older RPGs, especially like there's um a little bit of obfuscation about what different things. Do like they aren't very clear. Like I'll get a move and it's like Psy Magnet. I'm like okay, uh, and like, <laughs> and I, I'm like, well, it's not a metal enemy. I'm not gonna like, I, and I, I think you might be able to go to like a help menu inside your main menu to look at your what your battle things can do. Mm-hmm. But it, a simple fix of just like this en- this attack does this. It's not accessible. Oh. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, which that's not so much Earthbound. I think as much as the. Mm-hmm. gaming era like i think as games w- were refined we yeah. kind of got more like oh people need to know what shit does yeah well and the thing is <laughs> oh. some of those moves like psi magnet is honestly not worth using so what that move does is it lets you siphon off Suck some PP. of the pp from the opponents but it gives you so little that it's just like yeah. why by the time you need it even if you do need more pp it would be better to just use a smash attack you're almost just stealing it just so they don't use it i guess yeah, yeah. that's a fair point like that's kind of what it's uh but, but I, again, I mean, it might have even been mother one but yeah. there was one boss battle where i like i looked up like a guide on how to beat it 
And it was just like, just use Psy Magnet and suck all its PP away, and then you can't attack. It might be Mother 1, though. Yeah. It might but have been there Mother again, one. like, the lack of information that you have about yeah, your opponents sure. really hurts you. Because, like, mm. I didn't even realize until very, very late into my playthrough that enemies had a limited pool of pp yeah so i didn't, like, I didn't realize that either till just now mm-hmm. like i would have like a lot of games they leave it's that's yeah, it not doesn't tell you yeah and yeah. and yeah you don't run into it unless you're deliberately testing to find it out yeah or running into like one of the boss battles where it actually starts to matter yeah and then that gets back to like it's not fun to experiment like it is in pokemon you're like i don't know i yeah, so... Yeah, like, oh, um, Lear, what does that do? Oh, that move sucks. I won't do that again. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Um, and, like, so... Um, yeah, and I, I read online and watched videos and stuff about how the development for this game took a long time. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, and it feels, to me, so refined in so many areas, except, I feel like, the combat, like, the actual <laughs> gameplay, to me, is the thing that feels, like, the most unfinished. Um, yeah. But moving on from uh, the gameplay for a little bit, we can come back to it if we mm-hmm. just want to keep, like, you know, just talking about how... You I know, mean, if we I can think come, the thing is, like, it. it's not a game that you play for the gameplay would be my argument. Exactly. Yeah. Yes, and that is what's, what I'm getting to. Because what I didn't like about the gameplay, I love. This game has charm just oozing out of, like, every, yeah. like, orifice. Um, sorry, I said oozing out of every orifice on the podcast, but um, <laughs> yeah, it's just, like, everything about this game is just, like, you can tell just, like, how lovingly crafted it is. It's funny. Yeah. It's funny in a way that's, like, way ahead of its time. Mm-hmm. Um, like, it's not, like, 90s, like, humor. Not, I mean, which can be funny on its own, like, sometimes. Mm-hmm. But, yeah. Like, it feels like a product. I feel like if it came out today, I would be like, oh, yes, this is this is Internet humor. This is whatever. Right? This is fits in the pantheon of now games. That's a weird way of thinking. But yes, that's. Yeah, I mean, um, like that's I think the thing is like, you know, like you were saying, it inspired Undertale, which ins- inspired so much of what the indie game space looks like now. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. like, you know, we're kind of seeing it in a weird reverse. Um but yeah, yeah it's, exactly. it's a game whose cultural impact was kind of delayed in a lot of ways because it went so unnoticed for such a long time. And then it started to really have an impact through the games it inspired. Yeah, absolutely. And and, and it, it was ahead of its time, both in like, you know, came out in the 90s. And then additionally, like, I mean, kids are smarter than we give them credit for mm-hmm. a, a lot of times. But I feel like a lot of like the weird offbeat, like, like, I feel like a lot of the humor of this game kind of like requires a little bit of understanding about like normal I, conversation and human behavior. Like, yeah. It, it yeah. feels like mm-hmm. it feels like it's geared towards like adults. It's like, kind of got like, a, like a, you know, how, like when you pass people on like grand theft auto and like, they'll say like some yeah. stupid, like generic, <laughs> like American thing. It's kind of like that, but yeah, exactly. But you know, on the super Nintendo and you have to, you know, go up yeah. and talk to them and you know, they'll say something weird. Like, you know, I love that. It's like, you know, mm-hmm. you're playing as a kid and like you go up to like an adult and like the adults like the dumbass of like you know the game or whatever it's 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 yeah. it's funny it's clever Which, like like yeah. you know at the beginning of the game when like uh Porky's mom Pokey's mom I don't mm-hmm. remember his name Pokey. um when he when she like she's like oh a bee and like slaps the shit out of it and kills it and it's just like <laughs> yeah. you just killed the strong <laughs> <Kills> the bee 
he's killed buzz buzz what the hell forgot about that yeah, yeah. It's, it's like it's just funny i don't know <laughs> or i love that like at random times like i i started calling him a photograph jesus it's time to take a picture fuzzy pickles yeah. that's a joke that's yeah. funny until it's happened like the thousandth time and you're yeah. just like oh my yeah. god dude can you stop showing up <laughs> Yeah, it's um, weird because yeah. it's it's annoying, but it's also like part mm-hmm. of the charm. It is. Like, yeah. you know, I don't know if I should like this or hate it. Like it's you know. Yeah, but that's I'm like hit one a, of, a and to skip all this dialogue as quick as possible. Anyways. Yeah, <laughs> and that's like one of the fun things about streaming it is people will come into your stream and just fuzzy pickles. You fuzzy know, pickles. Like, yeah, it's it's like too. the meme of the game. Um, yeah, it's it's so like yeah, it's. I love the vibe of this mm-hmm. game and just like at the charm. It's so good. Um, uh, Even the, like the world, <laughs> I think the world is like really, I don't know if that's like a later yeah. point or something, but like, no, yeah, it, it's no, a that's... pretty cool world that they built um, where it's got yeah. like a mix of everything, but also keeps it realistic at the same mm-hmm. time. Like, oh, you yeah. know, you're in a small town, you're in a city. Oh, now you're in a desert and like, oh, okay. Now you're in like a ancient Asian uh city or whatever you know it's it's it, it touches a little bit about everything um i think it looks cool too yeah for sure a, yeah the world from again haven't beaten it i'm a i'm a plebe i f- fuck me but um <laughs> the uh like it does such a the, the, it starts you off in like such a it's not made in america it's made in japan but like you really get this feeling of like you're in a slice of americana mm-hmm. like yeah. and, like on that feels like home they do a really good job of that um and making it feel everything ever just feels really lived in and like it, it feels like the way a kid would imagine an, an adventure progressing you know mm-hmm. you feel like slowly getting more and more weird up until you, mr the town of mr saturn by the way special shout out i know that's not like a hidden gem i know he's like the mascot or whatever but like again so that's like i'm like oh so this is where toby fox got the idea for timmy village yep yeah the same thing um but so good like but so hilarious so good um yeah uh, and there's a guy whose job is to build the dungeons which i thought was really yeah. funny yeah <laughs> the dungeon like, man yeah so I, 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 he comes back later in the game figgy um, I know. I I can imagine because he said, "My, well, I'm going to be the first combination of human and dungeon in history." And like, that's a sweet. I, I'm looking forward to seeing how that pays off. Yeah. So, like, I mean, you can spoil it. I, I I've I've opened myself to spoil me to spoilers. So you yeah, can... I feel like it's worth talking because it like it's such a good example of how clever the game is. That yeah, go for it. You you find him again later, and he has turned himself into a dungeon, and you go oh, yes. inside of him, <laughs> um, and it's like. The music is intentionally bad, which is a joke because um, he like, look it up. he has all of these little signs that he's left everywhere to like that you read the sign and he's like, "Here's why I designed this part of the dungeon." Oh my god! Or, seriously? Yeah. Oh, or like, I gotta, I gotta finish this game. Like you'll you know you'll you'll run into a sign and it'll be like, "This music is my masterpiece," and you're like, "Oh, it's so bad." No, it's, <laughs> well, I, I, I'm I'm pulling it up. Oh my gosh! Oh jeez. <laughs> Oh, fuck. Yeah, you get to spend, you get to spend like 30 minutes in there just living through that. Oh, my that. God. Um, it's it's a really time. That's really bad. Oh. Um. <laughs> yeah, that is, uh, it's, it's contrast so much with the, oh, my gosh. I got to turn this off. I'm sorry, listener. It's audio poison. I can't. <laughs> that's, that's really funny. Um, yeah, and, I mean, like, and it's, like, so, uh, 
Um, and it contrasts so well because I generally mm-hmm. love the music in this game. Yeah. Um, like, just the opening theme for, like, Onet, like, that, like... So one thing I noticed about this game's music um, is uh, uh, I feel like, and I, I, I need to listen to more of that era's music, but two things stuck out to me that I was like, I wouldn't expect this... So first of all, the compositions are great. Like the, the yeah. I, I, I like the, he just does such. It's such like a uh, everything just feels so like everything just has this bounce to it all the time. Like um, <laughs> yeah. and like everything just feels like bouncy and light and childlike. Um, but he also oh that's very loud in my ears. So like, I'm playing the Onet theme, which according I, I think I can do because I'm talking about it. It's fair use. Um, the baseline, like this game, makes such a big, big use of uh, the low end. Yeah, and I feel like, and like the bass in a lot of their songs to give it that like bounce and kind of like oomph. Yeah, which I feel like is so weird for the time. I, I when I think of sixteen bit music, I think of like beeps and boops. I feel like um, it's a, this... especially notable in the like battle theme songs where yeah. it'll be like just a bass line and you're like, am I yeah. hanging out at a jazz yeah. club? But it's awesome <laughs> at the same time. Yeah. <laughs> Some of the battle music I wasn't really into, but I, I definitely liked like the, you know, the the music you found around mm-hmm. like the world and the different towns yeah, and the, the world, cities world and music. stuff like that. I did find out I did find a spoiler for a song called uh, Pokey Gets Serious which is the battle music for Pokey oh yeah <laughs> like halfway th- and like half it starts off like beeps and boops and then halfway through it turns into like actual metal or like I mean, yeah. it's, it's, mid- it's midi it's not like actual like mm-hmm. uh, instruments um, but yeah that, uh, Love it, love it, and also they make a good use of this. Again, I'm getting a little in the weeds. Um, if y'all don't have things to say about this, that's fine. Um, but I noticed that they use the stereo field a lot. Like I feel like um, a lot of songs back then were mono, like you know, so the, everything just comes in one place. Whereas this game constantly is using your, your left and right a lot. Like oh. uh, the, the song, the song is bouncing back and forth um, in your like your ears. baseline does it the snare like a lot of the drums do it um which is one i feel like i feel like i might be wrong i'm not a video game music expert unique for the time hmm. and two even weird now like uh yeah the game is just like the the musicians seem to approach the game with the same kind of um i should look up the composer and give a shout out with the same like i don't know curiosity and like this feeling of experimentation that like runs throughout the whole game um i'm gonna look up the composer so i can plug a name real quick um, yeah, love the way this game sounds. Um, I feel like it's good. quintessential music you would find in like the eighties or nineties, you know, like video, video game games. soundtracks like that. Um, yeah, I, I think it's, yeah, I, I, I think it's, I think it, I think it's sounds familiar, but like experimental and weird. And, and it also gets time. like yeah. super somber at parts, like when it mm-hmm. needs to be and stuff like that. Like it, it does a really good job of setting the, um, the emotion you're supposed to be feeling at a certain time of the game you know like you said on it like that it's all like bubbling cheery like oh you know or whatever um but you know there'll be serious parts of the games where it you know it definitely tones it down a lot um to a point where it doesn't feel out of place either 
Yeah, no, I can. Yeah. I'm, I'm sure if I finished the game, I would. I would know. Yeah, that, it's but. it's a game that has like fantastic sound design most of the time, and then there's just like a couple places where the sound design is really grating. What um, do you mean? Like intentionally grating, like the Dungeon Man? Because Dungeon that, Man is intentionally you... grating. Like that one is like it's a joke that it's bad, but it's uh-huh. also a joke that you have to live through. Um, but then there's places like you know at the start, the like meteorite sound is just like, wow, wow, wow. You know, you're oh, just like yeah, yeah, living yeah. through that. Um, <laughs> oh, because it goes on that whole time during that yeah. intro section. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and there's just like. Um, Oh, and the bee. And the, yeah, the I fucking... remember you hated the bee sound. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, Figgy was concerned that he would have to hear the bee the whole time. <laughs> yeah, no, that, I, I almost put the game down. I was like, this guy, like when the mob killed him, I cheered. I was like, okay, yes! Also, to be fair, Buzz Buzz is in your party for like, what, five to ten minutes? And Figgy well, was doing sh- all this other extra streaming stuff so that the bee was buzzing in his ear for well over an hour. <laughs> it's true. Like Silence of the Lambs. Like just yeah. listening to it like nonstop. It was just, <laughs> are the bees finally quiet, Clarice, or whatever? Yeah. Um, so the composer, just a quick shout out, uh, according to Google, is uh, I'm going to mispronounce the name. I apologize ahead of time. Kolichi Suzuki and Hirokazu Tanaka. So. I thought they did a pretty great job um, with the with the music at too, least. Yeah. Uh, the sound design of Buzz Buzz, whoever put that in, can um you know they they don't deserve that. I'm glad I'm glad they're probably no longer with us. <laughs> Damn but. that fly they recorded. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah, uh, let's shift gears a little bit and talk about the visuals if it pleases the podcast court. But uh, yeah, I mean, I thought the visuals were great. Super bright, fun. Six, six, yeah. it's sixteen bit, right? Not eight bit. Um, sprites. Like, there's so many places where they shine. Like, apart from the the places in battle that could you have visual feedback, like the enemy designs are yeah, really unique fun. and cool. Yeah. And like the locations in the game are so engaging, and cool. Other than the billion caves um (laughs) i was very done with caves by the time i was done but like there's other parts of the game that are so unique and cool i've never seen a location like some of these places in any other game like um in foreside foreside is like the big big city that you go to and there's a part of your journey through Foresight where you go to Moonside, which is like the inverse version of Foresight. And everything is done with these like just lines on black backgrounds. So it's like a black background and these like neon colored lines that every building and thing is made out of. And it's so yeah. visually cool and unique. Um, or yeah, just like there's locations in the game that just like stick in my brain. And especially the, um, the, my sanctuary locations the eight places that you're trying to go uh-huh. to i feel like are really beautiful when you get there if you like take a chance to soak them in like one that really stood out to me is the one in foreside is this location where it's like a vacant lot behind the department store and there's just this like big crystal in it and like i think the game does a really good job of taking that idea of like Here's a vacant lot, but there's something mm-hmm. mysterious yeah. and beautiful about it. A literal um, diamond in the rough. A yeah, in the rough. and like it's really cool to see a, a game play with that idea of like here's a place you wouldn't normally think to see beauty, and it's beautiful. Yeah, um, yeah, and um, yeah, that's really really lovely. I um, I didn't make it to the department store yet, but the um, <laughs> but uh. 
Yeah, I, I, I think the, the, the shifts, I think I feel like I haven't, I, I'll, I'll withhold a little bit of my opinion on, because I feel like I haven't made it to a lot of the more interesting areas yet. The most interesting area so far mm-hmm. has been Mr. Saturn's town. Yeah. Um, that was, in uh, um, the factory, in the Mr. Belch factory was cool too. Um, but they, with every, but I, I do really love the uh i do love the backgrounds that they i like that rather than i i I appreciate that they experimented with something different with the battle visuals i is it as engaging as if they had just done the final fantasy thing and just put like an actual environment i don't know but at the very least it's different and i think again i read like the they have one guy who made those backgrounds and he did it for fun or did it like outside of the game anyway <laughs> and they, or like, I, they had like one guy who like, did all the backgrounds and it was like his passion which is like such a fun way of well like, you mean his passion was doing drugs that's what you mean <laughs> yes yeah exactly yes uh lsd yes. was his passion <laughs> yeah uh the, the the source i was watching to called him a uh, background otaku which i think is just what they call yeah yeah like, people, like lsd <laughs> lsd um, professional that's what this real title is yeah exactly <laughs> i kind of like that as like a you know if you're trying to buy lsd now you just like you know, you don't know if the guys are like, okay, man, are you a background otaku? <laughs> <laughs> oh, amazing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so, um, I thought the visuals were great. Um, they, I, I, I feel like I haven't gotten to the parts yeah. of the game where they might blow me away a little bit more. Um, but, mm-hmm. um, what is there? Like, all, like, the, the, sp- they've shined the most during, yeah, like, the, ba- the sprites in the battle, um, in the battles, uh, um, and so many of the characters in the overworld look super weird. Like, I remember when I first saw, I think it's, uh, um, Nessa's mom and her, like, has, like, her, like, I, I don't know no, if it's, it's Porky's like, Porky's limit- mom. It's Porky's mom. Yeah. I don't know if it's a limitation of the, I don't know if one, it's a plot point I haven't gotten to, or two, a limitation of the, of the, what they were making, or three, supposed to be funny. I think but it's supposed to be this, funny. Like, so it's, yeah, she, has she this, got like, way crazy, too much makeup like, on, yeah, and she, yeah, she I just looks so. ridiculous, yeah. Yeah, that's like I, I, that's like, what I always the, took it as. Yeah, I, I, I'm pretty sure uh, Heath Ledger referenced her for like his like <laughs> his performance of like the Joker. Yeah, like, yeah, she looks like wild. So well, even you know, I, I love Pokey, Porky, whatever. I, I don't know. Pokey, I, I, it's I, think, Pokey. I think it's Pokey I, I think and Earthbound, but I think in Mother Three he goes Porky. Correct. Yeah. yeah. Oh. So he was he was Porky in the Japanese version, and then they tra- they changed him to Pokey okay. for the U.S. Oh, release. Yeah. But then, it, but then you know, well, Mother Three didn't come out in the U.S. Um, so mm-hmm. it, it's the translation is Porky in in that game. But it, regardless, I, I I love that character because he's just such a dumbass. And like a yeah. fat bully, and it's just like you know, <laughs> I don't care what you think, Ness. This is the way, ah, you know. He's just, I don't know. He's he's awesome, and he finds himself in like every bad yeah, guy. Yeah, like, somehow, like, yeah, he somehow just, he just gets like more powerful as like time goes on. It's like, how is this happening? You're just like a eight year old yeah. annoying brat kid. Like, what is going on here? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, it's funny. I don't, when you ran into him at the front of the game, he like asks like, "Can I be your best yeah. friend or something?" And I'm pretty sure I said no. I was like, I'm out. And then I was like, is this why he turned evil? Because I was like, nah, dude, I'm not into this. You are the reason. You're the villain. His villain origin story. I could have stopped it all. Saved the world. Yeah. Um, Yeah. Yeah. Super, super fun. uh, Yeah. Visuals and stuff. (laughs) I'm going to. I'll edit that out. Uh, (laughs) 
about the story? Yeah, let's talk about the story. Please. Right. The writing, the writing is the best part about this game. Well, so, I feel like the short term plot... story is very cool, very charming, and everything. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. the long term story is kind of weak. If the plot, yeah, kind of, like the yeah, yeah. Oh, find the eight things, and then you beat the final boss. Um, Mother One does this thing where you—it's the same thing. Find the eight mm-hmm. things and then beat the boss. The MacGuffins. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. in Mother One, it's explained much better why you need the eight things, I feel like, yep. than in Earthbound. Earthbound, they don't really give you a rhyme or reason. It's just like, hey, go do this and, and do it. I I think that's part of what I like yeah. about it, though. There's like an, an there's an enigmatic mm-hmm. quality to those places, and there's some like really beautiful things. That, so like you know I was talk when when I did my elevator pitch, I was like, there's some things in this game that are so beautiful that I can't stop yeah. thinking about them, mm-hmm. and like. When you go to those My Sanctuary locations, Ness will have these little, like, psychic visions. Um, so sometimes they'll be kind of silly to be like, Ness thought he smelled yeah. steak for a yes. second. Yes, oh, I've noticed um, that. Or like, but, Ness thought of his mom the, or whatever. Mm-hmm. The one that really sticks out in my mind is he has this one where he has this vision of his mother as a young girl. And, like... I don't know, maybe it just like hit me in the right way, but it had, I had, I knew there was a word for this. I had to look up the word that Sonder is the oh, word for yeah. like the realization that like other people have as rich an internal life as you. Mm-hmm. And I guess like the idea of like Ness seeing his mother as someone before she was his mother was like a really beautiful thought that the game, like it's not diving deep into, but it's there for you to go into yeah. if you want it. And I, I think too we can talk I think we should probably talk about Gigas last, but there's a lot about Gigas that I think is actually really, really interesting. The game doesn't explain it, but that's mm-hmm. part of what makes it so intriguing, um, is that like it's it's kind of like a, a space baby from two thousand and one type thing where everyone's got theories on yeah. what Gigas actually is. So they as someone Well, I was oh, just go gonna ahead, say, Steve. like, you know, in Mother like I said I touched on this a little bit, but in Mother One you find the eight things mm-hmm. and basically um it, it's the same thing. It's like eight melodies or whatever. So you find the melodies mm-hmm. um and then it ends up waking up this girl who, you know, was a vision and everything. Um but then the final boss is Gigas again, and the the girl that you woke up was quote unquote this Gigas's mother, um, mm-hmm. and she would oh, sing this she would sing this song to him as a kid oh. when when Gigas was growing up, and so during the final battle you have to like just spam sing the song sing the song sing the song and and like Gigas would slowly like come to his senses like oh. You were sent by my mother and, you know, I, I can't I can't attack you. And then he eventually just like eats out of there. But, you know, it gives you that like, yeah. oh, there's a reason mm-hmm. for this where I feel like an earthbound. It's like, you know, go to the the eight sanctuary places. But it doesn't really explain. And maybe that's on purpose, too, because, you know, the mm-hmm. bee is the one that tells you. And the bee, you know, kind of dies real quick. Yeah. And, you know, maybe that's just kind yeah. of like the direction they were going was like, Hey, I really don't know why I'm supposed to do this, but you know, it's what the B said. And it's the whole overarching point of the game. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm just going to do it. And I'm just a kid. So, you know, I'm not going to know. No one's going to know. Cause this is all stuff that like goes on in the future or whatever that you're trying to prevent. Mm-hmm. Um, 
So maybe that's just kind of what they were trying to go for. So I think that what happens after you get the eighth space kind of fills in some or the eighth sanctuary kind of fills in some of what they are. Because when you get the eighth sanctuary, my place, Ness like f- passes, he like mm-hmm. faints. And he goes to this world Magicant. in his mind yeah. called Magicant. And the world of Magicant is like made up of all of his memories. And you like talk to various things in there. And there's things like, you know, there's like a snowman mm-hmm. that you can talk to there. And, and that's like a the really cool place, says, like, hey, too, I'm a, by the way. Yeah. Like the, yeah. And the snowman's like, hey, I'm a snowman yeah. that you built when you were like five. And I was only here for a day, but I still mm-hmm. live here forever yeah. in your memories. Um and I think the eight places that you get are yeah, these like, little pieces mm-hmm. of his past. And when he gets them all, then he like goes to that world of Magicant. And in Magicant, you pass through it, and then you ultimately face the evil version of yourself as in, embodied by a golden statue, which is a very yes. hard fight. Um, Especially when you don't have save states. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, oh, for sure. <laughs> I believe it. Um, but yeah, like I, I feel like that's what they are. But at the same time, I kind of love that because it's so vague, it leaves that up. Like that's an interpretation yeah. of what happens, and I don't know for mm-hmm. sure if that is. So, yeah, in my experience. Um, which again, I'm not all the way through it. So I feel like, okay, I'm going to spin my, my lack of knowledge of the game as a positive. Um, <laughs> so I feel like, so I, I, one, one thing I often heard about this game in the series in general, apparently the next game, uh, mother three, yep. uh, right. That's ne- mm-hmm. technically cause earthbound was not the yep. real name. It was mother two. Um, apparently leans into this harder, which Steve, Steve can speak to if he wants, but, um, I feel like I, I kept hearing about how this game is like kind of similar to Undertale can really tug at your heartstrings mm-hmm. um, and like can be like really like an emotional experience, which I love. I only like games either make me cry or rage. Like, or <laughs> I'm an both. emotional man. I like to either hate the game. Yeah. I like to either be angry like I am in a Dark Souls game or like weeping. So like I was like, oh, this is this is great for me. Um, and so I um, was, you know, really excited about it. Um and what Rob just said about like the memories, and the mm-hmm. snowman, that one quote from the snowman that I have not run into yet. I was like, Oh wow. That's lovely. it's very undertale. Yeah. Um, too. I, you know? I, I, yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. So, but I, and, and again, this is a criticism that is kind of my, it's just my opinion. It's not a, a lot of people would probably take umbrage with this particular viewpoint, but I have always said of not just games, but any kind of like work of art or anything that's, requires time in a work of art i guess you know a painting may not necessarily um i feel like if if something doesn't do a good job of drawing you in um not immediately uh um because slow burns absolutely exist um but if if a game if, if 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 a piece doesn't do a good job of like making you want to keep experiencing it then that is a shortcoming of the piece um that's my opinion that's not like fact or whatever that's not like you know i'm sure actual critics would be like oh well you're just a pedestrian like philistine fuck you or whatever but like um so i am actually leaning more towards steve's side which is that like in my opinion the game doesn't do enough to motivate you early on um Mm -hmm. and undertale so like again comparing it to undertale which 
is probably you know it's may, may or may not be a fair comparison one undertale is shorter so you know yeah. it's not as much of a slog but two like i feel like undertale even though undertale doesn't give you much motivation either you just kind of fall to the bottom you're like i don't know figure it out um the game i think drops enough breadcrumbs to keep you wanting more and the characters engage you enough to like make you want to like uh want more as well and the characters in um earthbound are great um but they largely are just kind of like existing yeah there's which no is sands really and cool. there's like, no they, like, papyrus and, and mm-hmm. exactly there's no one that's yeah. like pulling you forward everybody's just like i don't know you're a kid and this is life and mm-hmm. that's cool in its own way but I, I feel like to kind of like have a have a like and put a relief against that or to like you know bring that into contrast the game should do more to be pulling you toward it because right now where i am in the game i'm just going from town to town because the game's Mm -hmm. like well this is next um and i personally think that that's a shortcoming Mm. uh, of the game i know you Um, said like you you heard that they uh, do that better in mother three they do they do yeah yeah that's that's my yeah i from what i understand mother three improves upon like the actual like not story but plot Mm -hmm. of the game and also like leans a lot harder into like the yeah, emotionalism of the game which has always been yeah um so maybe that would be more the game for me um, yeah i know a lot of people that I, are I'm like still, oh earthbound I, was like uh, okay but then they played mother three and they're like this is what i need to be oh. playing more of um well dang maybe, and maybe yeah, that would maybe, be your taste i don't know I, do I feel like rob would like it a lot um if, if, i'm yeah very if you like earthbound you'll it, definitely yeah. like mother three yeah. i i mean this is not a mother three podcast but I, I, I don't know. Hit controversial off, take. King. Go off, King. I like Get it. Mother one and Earthbound more. I think. Yeah. Than Mother three is Mother three. I've, I always, I've always heard of Earthbound being the game, but is Mother three like the game that people? A lot of people have it as being the game. Um, it's either that or Earthbound. It kind of just okay. depends on what you like. You know what my issue with Mother three is? Is it's a portable game. Um, so they do mm. chapters and I don't mm. uh, okay. feel like a game that's kind of like earthbound should be split up into chapters. Um, they do it a good, they do a good job of it. Um, it's not, it's a, it's a great game and stuff. Um, and the combat's better and the graphics are better and the inventory management's better. Everything's better about it. Um, but that's just kind of my taste with games in general. You know, like Luigi's Mansion 2 yeah. did the same thing. Where I was yeah. like, I, I didn't like it. I loved one. I loved one. Yep. I like three, too. Three's fine, too. But like two was just like, okay, I have to go back in there and do this thing again. It's kind of like that a little bit. Um, mm-hmm. Interesting. So can you pinpoint what exactly about a chapter? I mean, is it just like a, like a feeling or like, is there something specifically about games that are broken up into chapters that like bothers you? That's I've never heard well, that take before. It's, it's interesting. You know what it is? If you have a world and you split that world mm-hmm. up into chapters where it's like, you know, the, the world is only so big. And it's like, okay, well, like, you know, chapter two, it's like, okay, well, now I have to go back in there and do the exact same things I was doing and then get back and stuff, you know, it all for the sake of it being like, you know, focused on being, oh, it's a portable game. So, you know, we want shorter sections of, of like completing things. Gotcha. That's when I get annoyed. But when you're playing games like, I don't know, it's Last of Us have chapters. It does. Maybe. Yeah. Where you're, you're progressing the entire time. That's that's mm-hmm. when I'm fine with it. Gotcha. 
So you need you need to either have a, a complete feeling of freedom or a complete feeling of like a singular story. It's it's this middle ground. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I see that. I, I, I could see that being. I could. See. It hurts the feeling of connectedness. And that's kind yeah. of where my yeah complaint with that was. But it's still a really good game. Um, like I said, I would definitely recommend it. Um, so, but. But for that reason, you like Earthbound yeah. more because it's more yeah. contiguous. Like, and, like, yeah, I don't know. Like, you kind of, can't yeah. picture a game like Earthbound being split up into chapters. You know, you know, there yeah. are chapters in the game where it's like, okay, now I'm in the next town. Yeah, yeah. I'm in the next town and stuff. Like, that's all fine because it just flows together. But I hate mm. when it's just like, okay, chapter one, and then you go back to wherever they spit you out at, and you have to, yeah, you have to travel. Exactly. Up. Like a game like that shouldn't be split up into chapters, I guess. Hmm. Interesting, huh? So I didn't know mm-hmm. that about the next mother, uh, about the next next one. Um, and I mean, like, so yeah, I, I, I yeah, I, I feel like the game, um, as it is, the I feel like the plot is another shortcoming of the game. Um, I do like the openness of it, though. I will say, like, I asked early on, like, does this game have a fast travel? Because like. I, and someone said, like, well, due to the nature of the game, you'll never really need a fast travel because I guess you're never really revisiting old places. Like, you're always moving forward. Um, so which you, you do. do actually eventually get a teleport. It's actually a really oh. funky teleport ability. Is it the one that Jeff no. uses? Is it that machine? It's not the machine. It's oh, really okay. funny the way that it works, actually, because the way that it works is you have to run very fast to use it. So <laughs> if you, like... You target yourself in a direction, and then you hit the teleport button, and then you just run straight forward. But if you run like into any, like Back to the Future, but if you <laughs> run into anything before you teleport, then it stops it. So you have to like find these long avenues, which means you can't use it in every spot. But well, you do get an upgrade oh. at some point. You don't have to find a long avenue; yeah. you just run around in a circle. You need to find a yeah. big open area because you run in an expanding <laughs> circle. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I always, you know, it was that's, like that's, you know, coming from someone who played melee and watched the melee opening a million mm-hmm. times at one point you see like Ness like shoot out of like a teleporter like running like he just like finished and it's like oh that's where that came from you know he was he was running oh, and teleporting yeah, now I know yeah, what now you're now talking about <laughs> oh yeah um yeah well that I never realized that I, so I, I guess someone just lied to me on stream which is fine <laughs> um I'll make sure to ban them um but yeah uh, um but yeah, so I feel like this game could have done more to keep me invested because I did not feel invested at all. Now, I, that's I, fair. What kept, like, me, what kept me invested mm-hmm. is that the fact that people say, no, but yeah. really this game, like the, the end, mouth. like once you get to the end game, it's like so beautiful. But like, I feel like a, a, a work, if I, a work should stand on its own to where like, if I had, if I had no hype surrounding this game and I played it. I'm intrigued and I'm invested. I shouldn't have to rely on word of mouth of like, no, but it's worth it. I, that's my personal feeling. A lot of people would disagree. Um, like I'm okay with something being a slow burn, um, both in like video games, movies, books, and any kind of art. I'm okay with a slow burn to like get to the explosive ending or like really huge payoff ending. But that burn needs to keep you intrigued. That burn, that slow burn needs to keep you wanting to find, like learn more. And I just didn't really feel that with this game a whole lot. That's um, personally fair. Like I think for me, it's a game that was carried in its early chapters entirely by its charm. Like yeah. you're right that like the bee shows up and sends you on a quest, but from that point, like the quest stops having reminders of why it's relevant to you, other than like people mention Gigas every now and again. Yeah. Um, but for me, at least, like 
the charm of the world was enough to keep me. Yeah. Like, this is one of the only games where I, like, actually want to talk to every character. Because they, like, mm-hmm. all have something kind of silly and Weird. fun to say. Yeah. Um, so for me, like, that was enough to keep me going until the story starts to kick in. Um, but I absolutely get what you're saying. And especially, like, if that alone is not enough for you, then that alone is yeah. not enough for I, yeah, you. Yeah, I think, I think you're right yeah. about that. Like, it's more like the world is what's supposed to keep you engaged. And if mm-hmm. it's not doing it, then yeah, that's pretty much it. I think to play a game like Earthbound, you have to be in the mood to play a game like earthbound like you have to sit there and just be like you know what yeah. i i want to beat this game um like i don't know if i could recommend it to like my buddy who's who, who plays call Everybody. of duty all the time you know like it, like I, yeah. I, it's definitely not a game like that you definitely have to be in the mindset of you like you know what i want to play like a cool old school rpg retro game and that would be a great play game like- to play but if you're not into it it's you know yeah, it, I usually am. Like that's that's why I was kind of like, why am I not feeling this? You and know, it, um, I, that's usually my my thingy, my thingy. What the fuck? Like, I think also it was not meant to be played in the way that we play games today. Like, yeah, you mentioned this on your stream. Yeah, I thought this is a great point. Like, we play games today where like you'll binge games for hours at a time, right? And I think that this is a game that really was meant to be played in a couple hours a day after school or whatever. So, like, a lot of the things about it that are very irritating, like the photo man showing up every time, all the time, or your dad calling you, would not really be that irritating if you were just playing it one or two hour chunks over a couple months. And, like, the fact that your dad keeps calling you to be like, hey, man, you've been playing for a while. You want to you take a break, maybe? Is, like, the game even telling you, like, this is not how you're yeah. supposed to play. No, Dad, shut up! <laughs> but because we play games today in, like, long, long chunks, we don't, like, that experience is not the way that most of us experience that now. We go in and, like, we're going to do it all right now. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. And I think that hurts the experience in some ways. I do think as much as I love this game, I actually think I would like it a lot better even if I had had just like sat down and played one or two hours of it every day over a couple months. And I think yeah, that like would come let home it from like school and play. Yeah, and that would let it like soak in so and, much. And more that's kind too. of how I played it, um, too. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, I didn't stream it. So I was just playing it at my own uh yeah. leisure uh you know i don't get much time to play video games anymore uh with work and life and everything um but i i typically try to have like oh my multiplayer games i play with friends and then like my single player game and like that was my single player game at the time um where i would play a couple hours a, a week mm-hmm. um and then like on a day off it'd be like oh yeah I'm taking off and I'm playing earthbound you know <laughs> you know but most of <laughs> yeah. it you know it took it probably took me like a a month and a half, two months to beat it, you know, just at my own pace, you know, a couple hours a day and stuff like that. Um, mm-hmm. But, you know, I, I did like it. Yeah. Um, yeah. And so, yeah, that's a great point because, I mean, like the only way I would play it is like five hour chunks at a time. You know? <laughs> yeah. Well, I, mean, I know like for the podcast, we're like, Figgy, we're playing this game. You have to beat it in like three weeks. Good luck. Like, I don't know if that's, like, the most ideal way to play it, but... Well, it's the only way I'm going to play any games now, I know. So. Well, yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Like I said, I feel like you got to be in, like, the mindset of, like, you know what? No, I, I understand totally. this game's going to have flaws, but I want to experience it, and that's the best way to look at it going and in. I, and I... 
And if I, assuming I can find the time, I, I probably will finish this game, even though, like, like I said, it's not not resonating with me as strongly as I thought it would, but if the end of it, and, like, if it can do to me even, like, a fraction of, like, what, if it, if it can, like, resonate with me even a fraction as much as Undertale does, um, you know, I'm will I, I, I'm interested to see where it goes, um, but more so but because of what i've heard not necessarily because of like what i've experienced so far uh except for mr saturn mr saturn was great i was like more I, of this yeah i know you were saying like you know you heard about the ending of the game i will say the ending of the game is very undertale-esque with everything yeah, with the beautiful. boss Good. with the ending just like everything um yeah, yeah, I remember on stream like playing the ending and being like, "Oh, this is this is the Undertale." Also, yeah. Undertale. <laughs> yeah. mm-hmm. Are there multiple endings? My there knowledge not. is not. No, right? it's just one. There are not. Okay, and I don't think there gotcha. should be. The um, game's too big for multiple en- endings. Yeah. I think that's Undertale fair. does it fine because I mean, it's like six hour game. And there's like three it, endings or whatever. Yeah, you could, so you could you could do it exactly. But with a game like this, I'm doing it once and I'm not doing that again. You know. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I think that's probably fair. I think we should talk about Gigas, um, the penultimate fight of the game, what everything leads up to, and it's a really, really interesting, unique fight. Um, so, like, you know how the whole time you've had enemies that are floating against backgrounds? Yeah. Uh, and in in the Gigas fight, uh, Gigas is the background. Yes. So oh, like, no way. The LSD yeah. man. <laughs> yes. oh, it's so good. It's really moment cool. To shine. <laughs> oh, um, it's so awesome. Yeah, like the whole background is Gigas, and as you go, he gets like weirder and trippier. There's this one part of him that like really looks like the outline of like a fetus. Yeah. Um, it's like a a crazy fight. Um, but. Huh. Also, that's fantastic yeah, there's, yeah um, and there's so many theories about like what it mm-hmm. is and who it is and you know what it's supposed to be and everything and, and the creator never obviously came out and said what it is he has actually oh did he oh, okay i'm totally wrong then <laughs> get out of that part so, out <laughs> i mean he hasn't said like he hasn't said here's what it is yeah. but he's talked about what inspired it okay so he said that it was inspired by something that happened to him as a child where he was in a movie theater and he wandered into the wrong film as a child, he wandered into this movie called The Military Policeman and the Dismembered Beauty, which was not a movie for children and featured a very <laughs> don't gruesome on-screen... <laughs> that title? Yeah, it featured a very gruesome on-screen death and dismemberment. And it was something that he remembered just, like, really, really scarring him. So, like, he said that the Gigas fight is supposed to be a representation of kind of that like childhood trauma. So Gigas is kind of like the embodiment of the terror of a child seeing something gruesome and horrifying and not really knowing how to process it. And like, Oh geez, that's really represented in the fight a lot too. Cause there's things like when Gigas will attack you, it will say things like you're not able to comprehend what Gigas does, but he does something at you. Um, oh, that's so good. So, yeah, it's just like a it's a really, really unique experience. It's really cool to know that, like, the creator was drawing on something like that as like what he was trying to bring out. And, yeah, like Steve said, there's a lot of fan theories about what Gigas is. Um, Does the game ever get into like the motivations or does it stay full blown spoiler territory, obviously, which is fine. Like, I. I'm not fussed about it, but does the game ever get into like, this is Gigas's motivations. This is what you're saving the world from, or does it remain kind of nebulous and you just fight this like, like unknowable, like 
cosmic background. <laughs> Remains pretty nebulous as far as I could tell. I mean, maybe Steve noticed something that I didn't. So, but... I, I think the... Or maybe it's explained in other games. Well, the biggest thing is when you first turn the game on. I know you guys never turned it off. Don't see, do that. You, you cheaped it out. <laughs> but when you first turn the game on, you see like the UFOs like destroying the mm-hmm. Earth and stuff like that. Um, oh, yeah. That's pretty much like right. in terms of what they give you in, in, in Earthbound yeah. alone. Um, I did touch about this a little bit in Mother 1, but Mother 1, it, it's such a convoluted plot, <laughs> which is funny because it's an NES game. But basically, mm-hmm. um, there was a guy and a girl, a couple, and they got abducted by aliens. And they needed... Because the, the guy was like a scientist. I, I, this is probably 70 percent correct of what I'm going to say because I don't really know off the top of my head <laughs> but it, like the guy was like a scientist so they needed the scientists the aliens it's very simple but you know so they needed the, the the guy they abducted him with his wife and they went missing and the reason they needed him was because he was into the whole psychic uh, abilities he was kind of like doing research on that um, and they needed him to help with Gygus because they had, you know, the aliens had this plan of like, oh, Gygus is going to be our weapon, our, our guy, you know, our, our leader, our guy and everything. Um, so they kind of had him do testing with the, the psychic abilities and everything. Um, and they took Gygus under their wing. This is what I was mentioning earlier, how like you had the mom and the dad and the mom was the scientist's wife and the, the dad was, you know, the dad who would do experiments on, on Gygus and all this. And Gygus at this point is just, he looks, he kind of looks like Mewtwo in Mother One. Hmm. Yeah, he, he looks like Mewtwo. So he's just kind of like, you know, baby little Mewtwo. So at, at some point, the scientist guy escapes and doesn't leave like any like note of like why he left or like where he's going or anything. And the wife, he leaves without her. So she kind of becomes like pissed and like heartbroken and stuff. And that fuels Gygus, because Gygus at this point is just a little baby. You're like, oh, I got my mom, I got my dad, and I'm happy. So dad all of a sudden yeets, and th- that fuels Gygus to, like, hate humans even more. Of, like, wow, humans kind of just suck, because the scientist was doing experiments on me all day for years. And then he just kind of got up and yeeted and left the mom, who actually liked the mom, broke her heart. And I think she died from a broken heart or maybe guy just killed her like i said i this is all of this happens in mother this, one well it does that thing where it doesn't fully explain it but it's in the the readings and maybe it's in the manual even i don't, I don't know but it's in like gotcha. it's in like the background of the game Mm-hmm. This is so much context that that Earthbound just like well, yeah. Deal. So like, it, you know, like, like I said, in 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 Mother One, you end up going to Magic Can at one point, you know, which is mm-hmm. like a, a fictional world that's all in like your mind or whatever. And the Queen right, of Magic Can is the mom of Gygus, but you don't know that. You don't know that until the end of the game. Um, also. The main character, your Nintendo. Nintendo is supposed to be like the ancestor of the scientist. He's like the great great grandfather of like the scientist or whatever. So that's why he, he he's got the psychic abilities and stuff. That's why he's got it because like the scientist 
was able to like harness the powers for himself and pass it on to his generations and whatnot. So at one point, Nintendo goes to Magicant and finds the queen of Magicant. And she says, you know, she sends him on the quest, oh, go find the eight melodies or whatever. And that will solve the issue of Gygus coming down and trying to kill everybody. Uh, so he goes up and or she goes back to the real world, finds the melodies, goes back to Magicant, and it wakes the queen up out of her like deep slumber of like, oh, I know who I am now. I'm not the queen of Magicant. I am Gygus's mother. And here's how you defeat him. Sing him the songs. And then you go to the Gygus fight and you sing him the songs and he gets kind of pissed off because it reminds him of his mom that he loved um, and you know kind of has second thoughts about things like oh wait maybe humans aren't as bad because you know the dad was a dick but my mom was like kind of cool and so he goes back up and contemplates life and I guess in Earthbound he just you know he becomes a thing that is so powerful that it, I think he kind of. This is my per, no personal interpretation, but he he goes back up in the space, becomes so powerful just because he's growing up that, that he comes, or he turns into like you know just pure hatred and everything. Just pure desktop background. Yeah, he kind of loses his sense of thought of you know like memories and you know oh my mom and you know he kind of loses all control of that, um, and then that's where the Earthbound fight takes huh. into place. but Well, that is so much I know, and I, 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 I'm so sorry like, if I Earth... suck at explaining stories no, no, or anything. No. If that That's was confusing, I mean. saying, but... <laughs> no, that, <laughs> you know, that, this... that wasn't what I was getting at. I was saying, like, Earthbound references, to my knowledge, none of that. At least, like, 15 hours no, into it the doesn't. Game but you know what? So at the I same am. time, I feel like it doesn't need to. Mm. You know, because it, it kind of goes, mm-hmm. you know... It kind of goes into the whole sense. Oh, like oh, the eight sanctuaries. Like, you don't really know why you need them, but you just do. And it's kind of like the same thing. You're like, oh, you got to defeat Gygus because he's powerful. And that's kind of pretty much what it is. I mean, yes, you can play the prequel story and, you know, the background of it all. Uh, kind of like Star Wars. It's like, I didn't need to know why Darth Vader became Darth Vader, what fueled him. He's just a bad guy. You know, I got to. Yeah. <laughs> it's kind of like that, I guess. But it definitely puts a whole spin on your thinking yeah there's like a lot of great things where like you don't really know why you know like the one that always comes to mind for me is like evangelion you never like that story is not explicit about what is actually happening there and i feel like this is the same thing like what's actually happening is not explicit but that's kind of part of the draw yeah, I mean, for a, me. lot, a lot of a lot of works do that i mean I mean, going back to last episode, uh, FromSoft game is no, from, FromSoft games are notorious for doing that, <laughs> yep. for leaving things obfuscated. And so I, I think it comes back mm-hmm. to comes back to, um, I, I, yeah, something from again. I I don't want to repeat myself too much or whatever, but like, something has to keep you wanting to learn more. And for me, as charming as this game, and I don't know what it is because this game was incredibly charming. I, I thought the characters were really funny. Um, and that strategy works on me in other games a lot better than it did in this one, where it's like, I don't know what's happening, but, like, these people are great. Other games pace it a lot better. That's what I was going to say. I think it's too big. I think it's too big. It's too big to be a game like that. Like, Undertale hits it in yeah. the sweet spot where it's like, exactly. it's only, oh, I don't really know what's going on, but six hours. I yep. know that, so I'll just chug through it and yeah. see what this is all about, where this is like a whole yeah, adventure. Yeah, exactly. I- 
I think that's what it is. I think it's ultimately a pacing issue. I think that's, well, a good, I think like, that's the nail on the head. Is that if you had the same yeah. draw of like, these people are funny and they're cute and they're, and they're weird, and that lasted for like two hours or three hours, and then you were into like the, and mm-hmm. then you were like, oh, but this is why I'm here, it would be much more effective. Whereas like, I'm at the point now where I'm like, okay, yes, everyone's cute and adorable, but like, okay, like, yeah. <laughs> what, what else is there? I know there's more because yeah. people have told me, but if I went into this game blind, I would be like, Okay, it's just going to be kind of mm-hmm. people being silly the whole time. Like, I, silliness, as silly as a bastard as I am, um, that alone isn't going to pull me through. Um, if the gameplay if the gameplay is not doing it, which is the thing for FromSoft games, is the gameplay is addictive as hell, um, and the story's mm-hmm. not, you know, charm alone for me, at my cynical old age is not enough. Uh, wasn't, um, I'll still do it just because I'll still play just because I, I know it gets good, but, um, could have, I felt like done more mm-hmm. either, I, either since the pacing or yeah. add more earlier, one or the other. Well, that's the thing is like, yeah, it's not just the pacing. It's the, the like thing that's, that's making everything take so long and that's spreading everything out is the combat, which is not yeah, good. Which is also not good. Um, exactly. With, where, yeah. you know, like you compare it to Earthbound and that combat is really engaging and interesting. You mean Undertale or, or not Undertale? Undertale, yep. Undertale. Yeah. Yep. Undertale. <laughs> I stayed up very late last night finishing this. <laughs> um, yeah, like Undertale, the combat is interesting and there's also mm. less of it. Um, yeah. So it like can get by a lot more on its charm, whereas like from you know, for me, the the charm of Earthbound was still enough mm-hmm. to tolerate the combat, but I was just tolerating the combat. Exactly. Yeah. Um. Yeah. And I think that's. I think that's the nail on the. I think, and I think that all is because mm-hmm. of age too. Yeah. For sure. It's just. I mean, so the, okay. I don't. I don't. I'm gonna. I'm gonna get contentious here. I don't think that was what I initially thought is age. Like, okay, well, the combat's not great, and the pacing's a little weird because of age. Because you know, it's 1990. Four, I believe this game came out. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, give it some slack. But then I came back to, but then like Final Fantasy VI was out. Mm-hmm. Pokemon was coming out soon. Drag, uh, Dragon Quest had been going for years. Like other games had done this turn-based like combat, both mechanically and pacing wise, better. I think mm-hmm. uh, more engaging for me at least. For again, maybe someone who's just impatient. Um, but. I wanted to say it was age. I wanted to give them that. I wanted to extend that olive branch, but I think other people, I think other think other contemporaneous pieces were doing it. We're doing it as good or better. Um, I mean, so. the, I guess you could make the argument too, though. Like it takes a while for things like that to spread. Like, mm-hmm. you know, now with souls, for example, like we have a thousand souls games, but mm-hmm. how long did it take before other games started picking up on what Souls was doing and putting it into yeah. their own games? And I think it's probably a similar thing here where, like, yeah, there were other games that were doing more engaging versions of that type of combat. But, like, especially with a game like this that you said had a very long development cycle, how early would they have had to have had that thought of how do we make this combat more engaging? And especially if they were coming from a tradition of like the NES era of 
turn-based combat, you know. I guess, like, I just, I don't want to blame them for not having innovated on every front. Mm-hmm. No, yeah, I, I, um, I don't, don't misunderstand me. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm being, I'm being, like, contentious because that mm-hmm. makes for interesting content. Sure. So, <laughs> but, uh, no, I, I don't think that this is like, oh, it's bad or anything mm-hmm. like that. I, 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 um, I, I just that, like, um... I'm trying to take the game for like what it is, and, you know, and some there's and it's true with any like art that you're looking at. Like, I, I think it's fair to judge it on like what is in front of us. Like, you yeah. can take historical context, and I and I and I'm and I'm saying that even taking historical context into account, it's still I feel like I feel like there's aspects that I I, I don't get me. I don't need a game to have perfect combat i like a lot of games with really janky combat i don't need a game to have like an amazing story i like lots of games like i you know with really middling stories i mean i've mentioned pokemon 50 times and pokemon doesn't have a story (laughs) (laughs) but but pokemon still keeps me playing Mm -hmm. um you know uh so i but i I, this game i again i'm just trying to be uh you know i think another thing pokemon has with gameplay is evolutions where yeah. in, in Earthbound, there's there's nothing like that. It's, you know, it's very static. You yeah. get, you get yeah. your team of four, and then that's it. I'm still using Cy Bop It over and over and over. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like, which is a hilarious name for, like, like oh, Cy Bop It. <laughs> but then now it's just like, yep, Cy Bop It, Cy Bop It, Cy Bop yeah. It, Cy Bop It. It like, is very like, fun <laughs> that they let you pick the name of the move, though. Yeah. Oh, they did? Oh, I must have missed that. I must yeah, have that's what, it. what are you, you passionate when, about? Yeah, and you, you probably put, put Bop It. What you're passionate about? You put Bop It. it I forgot that. I did that as a joke. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, I put Bop It as a joke. Like, that, yeah. and then your, I, you tell it your favorite food, and it will bring that up again and again throughout the rest of the run as well. Yeah. Oh, oh, is that why every parlor is a pizza parlor? Is, is, no, is that, it's oh, what your mom. Okay. It's what your mom makes you. Because I put figs. Your, I put figgies. Your yeah, mom figs. makes it for you, and then there's things like. If you get the homesickness affliction, Ness will think of whatever that food Fig. is sometimes oh. instead of attacking. Um, yeah, see, that's adorable. I want to, yeah, see, I'm very conflicted because stuff like that is, like, you, you don't see that now in games, and that's, like, yeah. delightful. But, <laughs> but like, I do love Bop that it. you thought that they had named it Cy Bop It. <laughs> What are you passionate about? Bop, Bop it. it. <laughs> <laughs> I, thought, yeah. I was like, that, like, maybe that's where Bop it got the name. And from, I love how he was just like put... talking to us, like, oh yeah, it's Cy Bop it, you know. <laughs> that's what it's because called. I thought, that was, I thought that was the name. I forgot I put that as my passion as a joke. <laughs> that's that's great. <laughs> um. Wow. Okay. Well, now I look dumb, but that's okay. All right. I'm making. I'm. I'm making a career or a side hustle out of looking dumb, so it's cool. Uh, what, what is this if not looking dumb for the amusement of others? That's that's uh, what I was put on this good, good green earth to do. <laughs> um. Yeah. I will say this. I think if Nintendo had the balls, <laughs> they don't. They never have to remake this game. Yeah, it'd be way better. I I would pay so much money for uh, yeah, and a I would play it. I would buy it. I, I would yeah. One of my, I'd been talking about this in my chat, and one of my chatters was like, 
Iwata has said that he does not ever want there to be another one. So, like, at least as long as he's alive, I don't know if he's still alive, but the wish of the creator is that there will never, ever, ever be another Mother game. Um, But at the same time, I think, like, even if it wasn't a remake of this, if there was just a spiritual successor to it that was, like, very clearly drawing inspiration from it and trying to tell those same stories, but with modern graphics, modern convenience... And, you know, it doesn't have to be, like, mind... I'm not looking no, for yeah. mind blowing earth. I'm just looking for some charming cell shaded stuff, you know, yeah. um, like this world is the, so beautiful. There's so many wonderful things that this game does uh, in terms of what you see and in terms of what it makes you imagine. And like a modern version of this could just be like one of the best games ever. Yeah. Made. Yep. Yeah. Fix a lot of the combat issues and everything. And I think it's a great game then. Remove um, the inventory. Yeah, um, just like little stuff like that. Like let me quality of life stuff. Yeah. Let me block calls from my dad on my <laughs> cell phone. <laughs> yeah, right. Just let little calls. little tweaks because I don't like. I know they just released it on the Switch, but it's mm-hmm. like it's the same game. Yeah. Um, yeah. It'd be nice if you know. I saw somebody suggest something like, "Oh, why don't they do?" A remake in the style of like Link's Awakening, and it's like, oh, mm-hmm. that would be perfect. Yeah. That would be like that a perfect be. like looking style of the game, for sure. Um, well, when this podcast drops, and my and our the the and all of in my audience and yours guys' audience hears it, you know, that's gonna be like what like eight people. Eight we're gonna people. have a lot of ground movement. <laughs> exactly. A big swell. Yeah. So yeah, listen, we're, Nintendo. We're, listen to us. Yeah. We got a lot of pull around here. Okay. I know where you live, Miyamoto. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> remake yeah. earthbound do it <laughs> yeah um yeah i yeah a, a modern iteration would be very 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 mm-hmm. good and, and you know it's it in like rob said earlier where it, it kind of takes a while for people to like build and appreciate mm-hmm. stuff like that i think would be now would be a great time because the undertale oh, yeah. community is huge now and mm-hmm. yeah a lot of people know that like hey undertale was um built upon the foundation of earthbound and i think there's also a lot of people kind of like figgy who's like you know played the game and was kind of like it's just not for me there's something about it with the pacing or the combat or something that isn't sticking with me and i think if they remade the game to fix that those quality of life stuff like that Mm -hmm. it would uh it would it would Go to the moon. <laughs> yep. Yeah, but, but Nintendo Nintendo doesn't ever give people what they want. Well, I know. It's disappointing <laughs> that, you know, the series yeah. is kind of just dead. And I, yeah. I did yeah. hear that the guy doesn't want to do another one, and I guess they won't do another one without him. So it's just kind of like, all right, well, it's just sitting there. But it's like, you could do a remake. Come on. like <laughs> Or like a spiritual successor. It yeah. doesn't have to be earthbound but just like give us something that yeah, feels the same yeah. and is clearly inspired by it and is paying homage to it yeah and you know i think you can do that in a respectful way where you're like hey he said mother's over it's not coming back we're not doing that but we know that people love this and we do want to do something in the same space yeah i mean i feel like i mean i feel like that's indie games have kind of picked up that slack mm-hmm. we've, already, we've already talked about undertale but i feel like you can and this is actually getting like the um yeah, I feel like you can see influences of this game's like fingerprints yeah. on other stuff. Like, I don't know if you've ever played the game Lisa. Um, I'm familiar a, with it. Yeah, yeah, it's it's very adult. It's not like it's, <laughs> it's not for kids. But uh, yeah, but like, I mean, there's a lot of games I feel like have kind of like taken up the torch. Yeah, um, I just recently they, they have not, not 
finished a had game. The influence. Oh, you're good. <laughs> you're good. They may they may not individually have the influence that this game that this yeah. series has, but I, I do I do feel like its legacy continues to live on, but mostly in the indie space. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, you know. So go ahead, Rob. Yeah. So like, I just recently finished a game called One Shot, which is like one of the coolest games I've ever played. Oh, and it's I like that game. you beat yeah. that. Yeah, I loved One yeah. Shot, and that's like I think Undertale is probably its direct inspiration, but right. Yes. Undertale's drawing for Earthbound, it's so lineage. it's like yes, yeah, that lineage, and like. I think the legacy of Earthbound is, you know, like it's a thing that we're going to start seeing more and more of the impact of as more games in the indie space want to, like, make something that feels similar to it. Yeah, Um, totally. Because, I mean, these games are games like it are just I I, I think what it is, I think it's like just this this emotional core this like at the Mm -hmm. at the at the heart of these games and games like it. It's this this like honesty and this vulnerability. Um that you know uh takes courage it takes courage to make something like that yep. so wh- whether or not it clicked with me you know I, I i have the utmost respect for the makers and you know the the designer i i, I keep forgetting his name iwata 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 okay thank you iwata and his team um for just making something that like this um as flawed as it may be in its current form but yeah um I think people are, will always respond to that. I think I think there's always going to be an audience for people that like want to have something that makes them feel things and just is clearly that you know has this like vulnerability to it. Um, uh, which um, won't we won't have as much of in the next episode where we talk about God of War. <laughs> but, <laughs> I, um, actually, the game has some vulnerable parts too. But yeah, um, so yeah, I, I think that whatever however good this individual game may be its legacy will live on um because people will want to make something that mm-hmm. touches others the way that they get this game touched them so yep. um, it'll probably never go away because of smash bros either <laughs> oh yeah i forgot about that yeah also pk, PK fire. fire pk fire over and over again of course <laughs> all right so we've arrived at the moment of truth um where we decide if this game deserves the illustrious sought after coveted title of a goat game by the goat games podcast um uh i will let y'all and i i guess i don't know if we actually hand out an official thing or if we just kind of <laughs> like i don't know if it's like majority rules or whatever um so i will uh <laughs> like so i what what do y'all think do you think it's one of the greatest games of all time like you know if you had to put it, i i would you it, thinking about like the, the most influential best games of all time the goats is this game a goat? Steve, what do you think? Oh, man, you got to put me first. That's right. Yep. <laughs> oh, there's no have right Rob or wrong. go first. Have Rob go first. Okay, Rob, Rob, what do you think? <laughs> Rob, what, I think for me, the measure of like whether a game is a goat comes down to, am I still going to be thinking about this game a year from now, two years from now, five years from now, ten years from now? And I do think that I will be thinking about under or thinking about Earthbound oh, you still. Oh, <laughs> You meant Undertale. Um, no, yeah, go ahead. No, um, like there are there are thing. Yeah, Earthbound has many, many, many flaws, but it also has many incredibly beautiful things. And while there are games like Undertale that I think have done some of the things that it did better, there are also things that it does that I have never seen any other game do that are gonna stick with me. And for me, I think it deserves uh, the goat title. Okay, we have one goat. Steve, what do you think? 
Sorry, my dog was barking. Uh, <laughs> That's okay. I don't know if you heard that or not. But anyways, um, I do really like the game a lot. Um, I definitely would agree with what Rob said. Where you know, it's going to be a game where I, I'm going to think about it for a while here. <laughs> um, I don't know if that's just because of my age and I just don't play as much now. Um, but it's definitely going to be on my mind. It did stick with me a lot. I do think there are some flaws with it. Um that we you know we mentioned and everything but I, I do think a lot of it has to do with like age and i really do think if they made a remake of this game it would fix all of that and definitely be considered a go but i would i would say it is even where it where it where it stands uh with, with the with the old school game um, that's not just because I spent a lot of money on it, and uh, <laughs> I'm trying to justify my purchase. But it, 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 it you know, it, it, yeah. <laughs> but no, it, it does have. I, I, you know, with with everything it's been, or it's inspired uh, so far in gaming, and I think it's going to continue to do that for many years to come as well. Um, so I think it's kind of hard, you know, it, it's, it's, it's weird because it's, it's like I said at the beginning, it's aged well, but it also hasn't, but I'm mm-hmm. going to stay positive and just say it as a goat. <laughs> okay. All right. I will be the dissenting opinion then on the Supreme court. I, I think this game, I th- I've said a lot of positive things about this game. I totally understand why people, well, I understand with having only played as much of it as I have, why people love it. Um, and you can, you can totally disregard my opinion because I haven't finished it yet. So that, you know, is arguably makes my opinion null and void. Um, but I feel like this game, I feel like the games, the flaws of this game move beyond nitpicky and are flaws with the core of the game personally. Um, and hamper something not from being good. Like, again, this is the, the title of a goat to me should be it's difficult to achieve uh like it it, it does not mean that it isn't a good game it's not a great game it's just that to me for for me alone so you know if someone listens to this and they're a rabid earthbound fan don't let this hamper your enjoyment of it it'd be wild if you did um well figgy says i can't like it um but uh the flaws for me were a little too um glaring and kept me from liking the game as much as i wanted to and thought i would so um I think I think it doesn't mean it's not a great game. I think it means that other games have taken what this game does and done it better. Now, I have not finished the game. I might finish it, and the ending might be so good that it retroactively fixes all of all, all of the things, all of the issues with it. Um, I do intend on finishing it eventually. I couldn't do it for the deadline of this podcast, unfortunately. Um, but part I two will, coming. Part two coming. Yeah, maybe, maybe, maybe we'll do like a reissue. Yeah, maybe I'll be like, I was so wrong. Everything it's it's it's, it's touched me in ways that I saw God. Um, um, but uh, as it stands right now, um, I will reserve it from being a goat. Because you know, the other thing is, that I don't want to get the reputation on the podcast of just giving a goat to everybody. So, like, sure. you know, um, I think it's good to have that opinion because like there are a lot of people who would play the game and have the same experience you did. Yeah, and it's good that that's represented exactly in a in a two out of three goats. Yeah, and for... so maybe that's still <laughs> I haven't figured out the system. I don't know if that is like if two if two out of three agree it's a goat or if it needs to be a consensus. A two thirds goat. A two thirds majority. Yeah, like the like the Senate. Um, so I don't know. Uh, 
Um, but for me, it did not reach that level. Still good. Again, love the charm, and I can clearly see the influence. It's fingerprints on other works, and um, but I think it as it stands now, without taking anything else into account, if you played this game in a vacuum, it is not one of the greatest games of all time. So sorry. Come at me. You can be angry. You can. I. I, I accept your wrath. I'll take. I'll be the lightning rod. All I have to say is. Yeah, but you're wrong, and I think we should end the episode. That's that's (laughs) hard cut. He's wrong, and you can tell him he's wrong next time he goes live on Twitch. Yeah, exactly. Everyone, come on. I want want so many viewers to come tell me how much of an asshole I am for not liking their game. Again, I liked it. I just don't... I I feel like it it, it, compared to other games in the genre, it could have... No, that's fair. That's very fair. I'm going to stop hedging my bets. I'm going to be strong. I'm going to say it's not a goat. I'm going to move on. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, that wraps up this episode. I think um, one more time, I'm just let everyone uh, plug their stuff. Uh, Rob, tell us once again where we can find you and interact with you. So yeah, I'm uh, Rob. If you want to come hang out with someone who doesn't hate Undertale, you can I do lo- that no. at Twitch.tv. Freudian fucking slip. You keep saying Undertale because that's the game you want God to love. They goofed. <laughs> and because my brain is fried from having stayed up until <laughs> okay. 12.30 to finish Earthbound. <laughs> Earthbound. Yeah, okay. Earthbound. <laughs> Okay. You want to come hang out with someone who doesn't hate Earthbound? <laughs> there you go. At Twitch TV slash Super Captain Rob. I would love to see you. Okay. And Steve, where can people find you? You can find me when I stream at twitch.tv slash Steve Four Cheese. That's the number four. Um we do fun things sometimes. I think so. Nobody else does. Uh, so come tell me that I suck or that I'm funny or neither. Uh, yeah. <laughs> come give me yeah. validation in some way or another. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> just show up. I don't really care, you know, what yeah. you say. Just just show up and we'll, yeah. we'll figure it out from there. We'll figure it out from there. Because once you come, you can't leave. That's just the it's facts. It's true. I'm still, true. I'm still stuck there to this day. Yep, I'm, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Um, and yeah, my name is, um, I didn't plug myself at the beginning, did I? Shit. You did. I don't think I've said my straight Twitch handle, but okay. My name's Alan Newton. Um, I go by Figgy underscore O on Twitch. Um, you can find me there. Additionally, all of these links will be in the description, so you can find us, you know, just copy and paste that bad boy. And yeah, if you enjoyed the podcast, uh, leave a review on Apple Podcasts and like and follow and heart and subscribe. And if you didn't like the podcast, uh, leave a review on Apple Podcast and lie. Um, it's for a good cause. And yeah, it's been a pleasure being here with y'all. Um, next episode, listener, dear baby listener, we are, t- uh, I believe the plan is to talk about God of War 2016 in anticipation for the new God of War coming out. So um be on the lookout for that i think but well i don't want to say who's going to be there because i don't want to like make anybody commit so i i will be there um uh and then yeah it's maybe some of the people who are in this episode right now might be there um uh so oh i thought of a sign off let me know what y'all Uh-oh. think about this let me okay um <laughs> thanks y'all for being here till then ggs because <laughs> go games right you can kill some oh, good oh games. okay yeah, yeah so i like that it. all right yeah, explain it but i like it <laughs> i'll explain it every time <laughs> i kind of like that's a fun bit that is i like that ggs all right bye everybody
Rob's got more to say. I guess I was hoping we could at least talk a little bit about Gigas, yeah. uh, the final Absolutely. boss fight, because I do think it's a really interesting. All day set aside. <laughs> Biggie yeah. never beat I'm the game, sorry, so he doesn't know who that is. Wait. <laughs> yeah, I just oh, wait, quick, quick, quick timeout. Quick timeout. Are we? All right. All right. It's okay, Rob. You can set that back up again. I can edit all that out of me just being like, "Well, sure." Are we okay on time? Yeah, I, I just sent a message in my Discord to let people know okay. I start late today, saw, so we're good. I saw that message, and that's what kind of made me be no, like, "No, oh, no, 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 you're fine." <laughs> I sent it because I was like, "This is a really good conversation." I don't want to like have to end it early. Okay, yeah, you're just fresh and eating it too, so that's yeah, that's the best time to do yeah, it. Yeah, you know? <laughs> riding that high. Yeah. So, um, okay. So yeah, as long and Steve, are you okay on nothing. time? I don't. I got nothing. So okay, I just want to be sensitive to yep, everybody's no, time. Good. I don't. I don't want people to come to these recordings being like, "Well, I guess I got to set aside five fucking hours." So okay. All right, and three. Uh, you know your line, Rob. I want to talk about Gigas. Uh, yeah. Three, two, one, and. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah <laughs> i think we should talk about gigas um oh okay i didn't see that coming 